Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Dick, you know. Now, why cannot I read a bit? And she picked up the paper. You don't know what has been read, said Mrs. Chatterton, as Mrs. Whitney drew up a chair and sat down, running her eye in a practiced way over the front page. Dear me, it makes me quite nervous, Marian, to see you prowling around all over the sheet that way. Oh, I shall find something interesting quite soon, I fancy, said Mrs. Whitney cheerfully, her heart on her boy and the jolly homecoming he was having. Here is the Washington news. I mean all about the receptions and teas. She has read that, said Mrs. Chatterton. Now for the fashion department. Mrs. Whitney whirled the paper over dexterously. Do you know, Mrs. Chatterton, gray stuffs are to be worn more than ever this spring? I don't care about that, said Mrs. Chatterton quickly. And besides, quite likely there will be a complete revolution before spring really sets in, and gray stuffs will go out. Find some description of tea gowns, can't you? I must have one or two more. "'And here are some wonderfully pretty caps, if they are all like the descriptions,' said Mrs. Whitney, unluckily dropping on another paragraph. "'Caps? Who wants to hear about them?' cried Mrs. Chatterton in a dudgeon. "'I hope I'm not at the cap period yet.' "'Oh, those lovely little lace arrangements,' said Mrs. Whitney hastily. "'Don't you know how exquisite they are at Pinod's?' she cried. "'I'm sure I never noticed,' said Mrs. Chatterton indifferently. Hortense always arranges my hair better without lace. If you can't find what I ask you, Marian, raising her voice to a higher key, you needn't trouble to read at all. Fortunately, the description of the gown worn by Lady Hartley Cavendish at a London high tea stood out in bold relief, as Mrs. Whitney's eyes nervously ran over the columns again, and she seized upon it. But in just two moments she was interrupted. "'Send that girl back again, Marian,' cried Mrs. Chatterton. "'I had just got her trained so that she suits me. "'It tires me to death to hear you.' "'I do not know whether Polly can come now,' said Mrs. Whitney gently. "'She—do not know whether Polly can come,' repeated Mrs. Chatterton sharply, "'and leaning forward in her chair. "'Didn't I say I wanted her?' "'You did.' Marian's tone did not lose a note of its ordinary gentleness. "'But I shall ask her if she is willing to do it as a favor, Mrs. Chatterton. You quite understand that, of course.' She, too, leaned forward in her chair, and gazed into the cold, hard face. "'Just like your father,' cried Mrs. Chatterton, settling herself irascibly back in the chair depths again. 
There is no hope that affairs in this house will mend. I wash my hands of you. I am so glad that you consider me like my father, said Mrs. Whitney gleefully as a child. We surely are united on this question. May I read some more? cried Polly, coming in softly and trying to calm the impetuous rush of delight as her eyes met Mrs. Whitney's. Yes, I am waiting for you, said Mrs. Chatterton. Begin where you left off. Mrs. Whitney bit her pretty lips and slipped out of the chair, just pausing a moment to lay her hand on the young shoulder as she passed, and a world of comfort fell upon Polly, shut in once more to her dreary task. How perfectly splendid that I didn't go to Sylvia Holmes' luncheon party now, cried Polly's heart over and over between the lines. If I had, I should have missed dear Auntie's homecoming and Dickie's. She glanced up with luminous eyes as she whirled the sheet. Mrs. Chatterton, astonishing as it may seem, was actually smiling. "'It's some comfort to hear you read,' she observed with a sigh of enjoyment, "'because you enjoy it yourself. I wouldn't give a fig for anybody to try to do it.' Polly felt like a guilty little thing to take this quietly, and she eased her conscience by being more glad that she was in that very room doing that very task, and so the moments sped on. Outside Dick was holding high revel as everyone revolved around him, the hero of the coasting accident, till the boy ran considerable danger from all the attention he was receiving, but one glance and a smile from Mrs. Whitney brought him back to himself. "'Don't talk any more about it,' he cried a trifle impatiently. "'I was a muff to stick on.' when I knew we were going over. Mama, won't you stop them? And she did. Do you know, Dickie, and I have a secret to tell all of you good people? The color flew into her soft cheek, and her eyes beamed. Really, Marian? said her father, whose hand had scarcely ceased patting Dick's brown head since the boy's homecoming. You've grown young in Badgertown. I never saw you look so well as you do today. Mrs. Whitney laughed and tossed him a gay little smile that carried him back to the days when Marion King stood before him looking just so. "'Now listen, father, and all you good people, to my secret. Dickie's and mine. We are allowed to tell it now. Papa Whitney sailed in the Servia, and he ought to be in to-day.' A shout of joy greeted her announcement. Polly, off in her prison, could hear the merry sounds, and her happy heart echoed them. The misery of the past week, when she had been bearing an unatoned fault, seemed to drop away from her as she listened, and to say, Life holds sunshine yet. Then a hush dropped upon the gay uproar. She did not know that Dickie was proclaiming, Yes, and he is never, never going back again. That is, unless he takes Mama and me, you know. Mrs. Chatterton turned suddenly upon the young figure. "'Do go!' she tossed an imperative command with her jeweled fingers. "'You have ceased to be amusing since your interest is all in the other room with that boy.' Polly dashed the newspaper to the floor, and rushing impulsively across the room, threw herself, with no thought for the consequences, on her knees at Mrs. Chatterton's chair. "'Oh, oh!' she cried, the color flying up to the brown waves on her temples. "'Don't send me off. Then I shall know you will never forgive me.' "'Get up, do!' exclaimed Mrs. Chatterton in disgust. "'You are crushing my gown, and besides, I hate scenes.' But Polly held resolutely to the chair-arm, 
and never took her brown eyes from the cold face. "'I must say, Polly Pepper,' cried Mrs. Chatterton, with rising anger, "'you are the most disagreeable girl that I have ever had the misfortune to meet. I, for one, will not put up with your constant ebullitions of temper. Go out of this room.' Polly rose slowly and drew herself up with something so new in face and manner that the old lady instinctively put up her eyeglass and gazed curiously through it, as one would look at a strange animal. "'Humph!' she said slowly at last. "'Well, what do you say? Speak out, and then go.' "'Nothing,' said Polly in a low voice, but quite distinctly. "'Only I shall not trouble you again, Mrs. Chatterton.' and, as the last words were spoken, she was out of the room. Pretty doings these! Mr. King, by a dexterous movement, succeeded in slipping back of the portier folds in the little writing-room, as Polly rushed out through the other doorway into the hall. A fortunate thing it was that I left Dick to see what had become of Polly. Now, Cousin Eunice, you move from my house, and, ascending the stairs, he called determinedly, "'Polly, Polly, child!' Polly, off in her own room now, heard him, and, for the first time in her life, wished she need not answer. "'Polly, Polly!' the determined call rang down the passage, causing her to run fast with a, "'Yes, Grandpapa, I'm coming.' "'Now, I should just like to inquire,' began Mr. King, taking her by her two young shoulders, and looking down into the flushed face, "'what she has been saying to you.' "'Oh, Grandpapa!' down went Polly's brown head. "'Don't make me tell. Please don't, Grandpapa.' "'I shall,' declared Mr. King. "'Every blessed word. Now begin.' "'She—she she wanted me to go out of the room,' said Polly, in a reluctant gasp. "'Indeed,' snorted Mr. King. "'Well, she will soon get out of that room. Indeed, I might say, out of the house.' "'Oh, Grandpapa!' exclaimed Polly, in great distress, and raising the brown eyes. He was dismayed to find them filling with tears. "'Don't, don't send her away. It is all my fault. Indeed it is, Grandpapa.' "'Your fault?' cried Mr. King irately. "'You must not say such things, child. That's silly. You do not know the woman.' "'Grandpapa,' cried Polly, holding back the storm of tears to get the words out. "'I never told you. I couldn't. But I said perfectly dreadful words to her a week ago. Oh, Grandpapa, I did, truly.' "'That's right,' said the old gentleman, in a pleased tone. "'What were they? Pray tell. Let us know.' "'Oh, Grandpapa, don't,' begged Polly, with a shiver. "'I want to forget them.' "'If you would only follow them up with more,' said Mr. King meditatively. "'When it comes to tears, she must march, you know.' "'I won't,' said Polly, swallowing the lump in her throat. "'If you will only let her stay.' She turned to him such a distressed and white face that Mr. King stood perplexedly, looking down at her, having nothing to say. "'I am tired of her,' at last he said. "'We are all tired of her. She has about worn us out.' "'Grandpapa,' cried Polly, seeing her advantage in his hesitation, "'if you will only let her stay, I will never beg you for anything else again.' "'Well, then she goes.' cried Mr. King shortly. "'Goodness me, Polly, if you are going to stop asking favors, Cousin Eunice marches instanter.' "'Oh, I'll beg and tease for ever so many things,' cried Polly radiantly, her color coming back. "'Will you let her stay, Grandpapa, will you?' She clasped his arm tightly and would not let him go. "'Well,' said Mr. King slowly, "'I'll think about it, Polly.' 
"'Will you?' cried Polly. "'Dear Grandpapa, please say yes.' Mr. King drew a long breath. "'Yes,' he said at last. End of chapter 12 Recording by Brianna Simmons Carson City, Nevada www.simmyspot.blogspot.com With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.